Hello and welcome back on our second attempt of making this episode because Craig can't afford Wi-Fi in Dallas. Um, so here we are with the Soccer Talk podcast round two of, for this week. Um, we'll have your host, of course, me, Josh, and my co-host, Craig, breaking down everything this week as we move into championship weekend. I guess the first thing I'll ask you is what are your thoughts of the week? Um, well, first off, my Wi-Fi, I don't understand why I have such bad Wi-Fi. I think my room is like a Wi-Fi whore or something, but he has like the the router in his room mm-hmm. and he uses an Ethernet cable. So like the Wi-Fi, it doesn't work for my TV in the living room. It barely works for my phone. Apparently it doesn't work for my laptop. So I, I don't know what the problem is, but... I'm trying to get figured out so that this doesn't happen again. But my thoughts on the week, um, I don't – while I still think Italy is the best team in the tournament, it has been all along, the tactical decision-making of uh, Roberto Mancini against Spain was just not good. Not good at all. I was so frustrated watching that game because you're playing a team – that really has, like, no real attacking threat. Yes, they have a lot of goals, but they score most of their goals in two games against not great teams. And they don't have, like, a deep – they don't have, like, an over-the-top threat, and they're playing with a false nine. They weren't even playing with a real striker. Yet, Italy, who has been playing the entire tournament, pushing their wingbacks up and, like, high-pressing teams to force them into turnovers, is just sitting back defending, holding a very low line – allowing Spain to just play possession all the way up the field and then waiting to counterattack. And while the counterattack was deadly, like it has been the entire tournament, mm-hmm. there's no reason to sit back and just like accept pressure from Spain. You know that's what they want to do. They want to possess. And so I understand you're just going to let them like pass the ball around and then kind of see what happens. But it was like there's no reason to sit that low when they have nobody even like pressing your center backs. Yeah. Push your lineup. Spain did. Spain held a very high line against a team that basically thrives off of beating you over the top and beating you like behind the in behind the defense. And it worked, it worked decently for them because they were able to get a lot of offsides. They were able to get, you know, high pressure on Italy so that every time they got the ball, they basically lost it right back. So like watching the game, I kept thinking, like, okay, yeah, he's gonna push players up. He's going to try to press them. And that's kind of what we talked about last week was like thinking, you know, I guess that was we talked about on the episode that didn't never, happen. Never but, will see light because of your Wi-Fi. Yeah. We were talking about how like the high press of Italy is going to be interesting to see how it paired up against the possession style of Spain. Well, they didn't even do that. And so it's just like it was just mind-blowing to me. I, I don't No, I, not, I, I, I agree. I'm not convinced yet that he's a bad coach because I haven't really seen him mm-hmm. I thought he's managed the team fairly well throughout the tournament but like that last game I thought he just got carried because his team was just better than Spain like Italy was just better than Spain I don't think he really had anything to do with it and then like I understand you go up you're trying to like uh trying to like hold the game out and so he made some like defensive substitutions but he basically took off like all of his attacking threats and so then once Spain got the equalizer they had no choice but to play it for a tie because there was no Immobile. There was no Insigne. Chiesa got subbed out. It's like, and 
They're, they didn't even play Locatelli, who I thought was one of their best midfielders the whole tournament. Instead, they played Verratti and Jorginho, who are essentially the same player. Yeah. And who don't have, like, Verratti and Jorginho are both so limited in, like, their range of passing. Jorginho's a little bit better, but, like, Verratti doesn't play long balls. That's not what he does. He just plays short balls through the midfield. And that's not how you want to play against Spain because that's how they play. You can't play the same style against Spain because they're going to be better at it than you. So I thought they should have had Locatelli in there, somebody who's um, more aggressive defensively and kind of has that ability to like play those long balls out of the midfield instead of Jorginho and Verratti who are just going to pass the ball between each other pretty much and uh, try to break down Spain that way, knowing that especially once he saw they're playing a high line, like put somebody in there who can play a deep ball over the top. All of their threat was coming from long balls from like Cialini and Bonucci. And uh, like Emerson, who's not very good defensively, like he wasn't even getting up as much. He had a couple runs up the field, but like that's why they've been so deadly. Espinazola has just been bombing forward and putting pressure on those outside backs. And they weren't doing that. So, oh, yeah, I think I losing know. him might cost him the, the t- like winning it all. It's huge. Because, I mean, they just – they don't look the same without him. Like, they 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 were not bombing up. They weren't really putting any pressure on Spain. And they really sat back. I know they got the goal, uh, you know, on the counter. And you're thinking, you know, they're playing for the counter. And it worked out. They got the one nothing lead. But after that, they even – you know, like you said, they got super defensive. They said, we're not attacking anymore. And they basically let Spain come at them. Like, I don't care who you're playing. You're in the semifinals of, a like, a major tr- trophy. Like – yeah, if you give a good team opportunities, they will score on you. I don't know why these teams sit back. Like you want to be smart, you want to play defensive. You don't want to, you know, give them something easy. But if you drop so far back, to just you can't get out. There's no options. There's no outlets. And then you're just sitting there for 15 minutes, just praying that Spain pulls a Spain and can't score. Like, yeah, and, and like. I don't – it's not like Spain has this, like, incredible back line that you're, like, afraid to attack or anything like that. They were playing so high. The amount of times they got caught out in behind, I mean, most of the time Italy was offside, but it's like they had so many chances to just play that ball through yeah. and, like, go over the top and break – Every counterattack was down. a track meet. Every counterattack turned to a track meet. And, they just couldn't get the ball. They could not right. hit that one ball um, to just, you know, in Spain. And the whole tournament is that – throughout the whole tournament, everybody's been saying that Italy's been the most fun team to watch, like pretty much by far. And it was so boring. The last, like, 60 minutes of that match, about, probably, like the, probably like the last, like, 40 minutes of regular time and all of extra time was so incredibly boring, which is what you expect from Spain, but not what you expect from Italy. It was supposed to be the most exciting team in the tournament. It was just yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's weird because everyone claims it was such a great game because it went to PKs and it was exciting you know, a, a PK shootout in a semifinal. But when you look at the game at whole, like if you take those, the, you know, the, the 120 minutes that was actually played, it was a really boring game. There yeah. wasn't really any excitement. There wasn't that many shots. There wasn't that many opportunities created, especially for long stretches. Uh, there there, had, there was chances if Italy, if Italy wanted to and really put the pressure on Spain with that high line, they could have easily, easily uh, gotten more opportunities. But they just really backed off. They, they should have gone for two. I don't know why teams really defend when there's like 30 minutes left. Like if this was the 85th minute when they scored their first goal, then I get it. Defend, 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 take the win, you know. Uh, but 
you have 30 minutes to play. Like he scored in the 60 something minute. I can't remember exactly, but there was still plenty of time left. It was early in the second half. Like, why are we sitting back? That was a dumb decision on my part. And it almost cost him. Like, if Spain yeah. wasn't so terrible at PKs. Or at finishing in general. Because they had well, plenty I mean, of opportunities. Yeah, they too. Yeah. Like that one, I don't remember what ha- who it was to, who it went to, but that ball over the top and then the missed header. Yeah. I was like, you put Harry Kane in there? Not oh, we'll go, you know, it, it's over. Like, if you put yeah. any, like, a net back here, like, that goal's in the back of the net. Like, it was perfect. It was a beautiful ball. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean it, it, to be fair, Pedri is unreal. I I thought he was older than 18. I did not realize how young he was just because he's been such a key part for Barcelona this past season. But, like, he was unreal. And Danny Olmo played really well as well to, like, create opportunities. But, like, it just doesn't make – it just didn't make any sense to me to do that. Like, I don't, if, thank goodness they have Benucci and Cialini and Donnarumma or else they would have just been done. So, and – and Di Lorenzo is – he has to be one of the best defensive outside backs in the world. The man just is an unreal defender. But, like, without a good back line, they would have been done because Spain had the ball in their half a lot, and they just continued to win the ball and clear it out. Thank goodness. But eventually you're going to give up an opportunity. It's just going to happen. Well, I don't even think that the Italian defense played that well. I think Spain just floundered every time they got into the final third. That's probably like, true. If like, and, and it could be just the game, and you're like, and maybe it's because you're playing Spain, you're gonna be you know more susceptible to giving up those opportunities because you know they don't finish them at a higher rate. Um, slash when you're defending, 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 defending for ninety minutes against a team that just passes, passes, and moves, passes, and move. I mean, but they, you give those opportunities to a team that can finish like. You Italy loses that game. Like they did not play well. They are lucky to move to the final. Like and I, and I lost another bet because of the extra time. So that was super frustrating. And I lost my lock of the week because they just decided not to play offense. So super cool. Yeah, it went really well for you this week. Yeah, I was really really, really excited. Really, really held it down on that end. Good thing I didn't bet on Denmark because I almost bet on Denmark and I would have been even more. What you do? I'm. Why would you bet on Denmark? So no, here was my plan. Here was my plan. If if I won the Italy bet. I was going to put $10 on Denmark because they were at, like, plus 450 So if they happened to pull out a win, I would have won, like, $45. But I lost the Italy bet, so I didn't do it. Good. You Not should. because I actually thought Denmark was going to win. It just seemed like a good idea because no. the odds were so crazy, no. and this tournament has just been so wild that, like, anything it was could happen. Ha- no, no. You were hopping on the bandwagon. Okay, to be fair, I said from the beginning of the Euro that Denmark was going to be – the team to watch in the dark horse. And I agree with you. I said there was a chance for, because remember we talked about this on the first episode or yeah, it was the first episode or whatever, whatever the Euro preview was. I said that I, I agree with you. Denmark has a chance. There's a path for them to make the semifinal. And we agreed on that. We said there was a chance for them to make semifinal. I never said I thought Denmark was going to win. I just felt like, it was a good risk. Well, you said you you were going to bet on them. You you thought they had a chance. The risk reward was very high. If I bet ten dollars, so so if I I bet fifteen, I would have won like twenty or twenty five. If I just put ten of that on Denmark, I still make fifteen dollars. Like, and then I have the chance to make forty five more. Like, it just made sense by head, but it, I didn't do it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying you you're saying there was a chance. You you believe that Denmark got a chance. It, this tournament, everybody had a chance. Apparently, I mean, I guess this goes into my uh, my saying. 
I'm. I mean, I don't really care. I'm. I'm in a great mood right now. Like I, the vibe is just amazing. Not nothing can ruin this vibe that I'm on. England's finally in a major final for the first time since the '60s. It, it, I never thought I'd see this coming because, like, when I was growing up with England, there was you know, I missed the golden generation, or I got to see the tail end of the you know so-called golden generation of the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, of David Beckham, um, and you know, all the other Gerard. idiots, Gerard Lampard, and all their Rooney, who you know, I, I, I to this day I don't get like that man looks like Shrek and he's out there dropping thirty goals a season on teams. Him and Jamie Vardy just make no sense. <laughs> also, Danny Olmo is an ugly, ugly dude, but he's cold at soccer. Oh no, um, but. Going to my point, like, I'm terrified of Sunday. And it's just because now I officially have hope. And I think in my mind, I have England as the favorite. And that scares me. Going out of these semifinals games, I have England as a favorite in my mind. And I've convinced myself that it's our tournament to win. We should win this. We're at home. We're at Wembley. And I am terrified because it is the most England thing to do, you know, because. England soccer is kind of like the Atlanta Falcons, or maybe the, you could say the Cleveland Browns. Atlanta or, sports in general. Or Atlanta sports in general. We find ways to just like, once you think we've done it, once you think we've gone over the hump, it's time to rip out your heart. Something always goes against us. I mean, you could look back to the 2010 World Cup where we got a goal. We didn't even get a goal when the ball crossed the line because it was before VAR. Like, all, all these crazy scenarios or the David Beckham red car that ended up get, being a game changer in the, I think it was the 98 world cup. So, or, or the, all the PK debacles. Like, so I'm terrified for England because it always seems to go against us in the big moment. I pray that we can get over the hump and win the Euro. I think we have the most talented team from top to bottom, like on 23 man squad. I know you're only playing with 11 in soccer and five subs because that's what we're doing now, which is weird. You know, whole teams are getting changed out by the time we get to the 120 minute. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't even remember the team we started with, but I'm really terrified. I'm really confident. I really have hope. And I think we can get it done. I think it could be coming home, which is great, but I really would not be surprised if they rip my heart out on Sunday. Okay. Um, also, I, uh, I think I saw somewhere that Denmark said that they were going to bring Ericsson to the field if they made it to the final. So part of me was thinking that just like for some reason it was just going to happen just for the storyline, um, but it didn't. And I didn't expect it to happen. There was just like a thought in my head that was like, you know, maybe it'll happen. But um, I was going to say something else. Oh, okay. So if you watch, if you didn't watch the game, if you only watched the last – like five, 10 minutes of extra time, and then all of the celebration after the game, you would think England just won the World Cup. Does that like, does that worry you? I, I swear they showed England like dancing and singing on the field for like 15 minutes, and they were not going anywhere. And like, I get it. Like, I know how exciting it is that they made the final for the first time in six years, but at the same it does, time, like, it doesn't it's not because done yet. we're at home, you know, and the host nation that's allowed, like, you know. Well, I, well, you don't really get good examples because Russia bowed out pretty quickly in, in the World Cup in 2018. But, like, but look, 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 I mean, when a host, when you're hosting 
the competition, when you are at the final, when your fans are there and you get a big win, yes, you're going to celebrate. And yes, they were there, they were cheering, but they're going to get in the, they're going to get in the moment. You just made the final. You haven't made the final in 60 years. It's a big achievement. Like, I, yeah, you're going to celebrate. I, and you're I, at I, home, I, like you're in front of your fans. Like, I know, I, I totally get it. Like, I was excited for them as well, but I was just like, I feel like they've already like. In their mind, they've already succeeded. Like, at this point, what they've done is already enough, which, is, which probably is. Like, it is enough for England fans. But, like, the job's not done yet. No, and I get that the job's not done, but they got the monkey off the back. They've never been to the Euro final. So, like, to make – you know, this is a milestone. Like, this is the first time they've ever made it to the final. <laughs> like, the team they played today has won the competition. Like, England's never won the Euro. We've never gotten to the final. I'm pretty sure. I could be lying, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've been to the final. And we've never won the damn thing before. So, I mean, you're at home. You're going to celebrate. The fans are going crazy. It's been a weird year with COVID and everything, and this is the first time they've had 60,000 fans all cheering for them. So, I mean. I love Sweet Caroline, so I was vibing hard. But like, I wish I was there. <laughs> I wish I was there too. I would have been going crazy for that song. But um, which is, I think that's their new anthem now. Just sweet Caroline. Well, do you know why they played that song? Is it just because it's a good song, or like, is that is there like some history there? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I should ask my dad. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's beyond the point. Um, but yeah, I I'll get in. I have more to say about England, but I'll get into those as we talk about. The games and then the, the final, final preview. preview. All right. Um, I guess one thing before we, I guess, move on to like kind of uh, getting to recapping the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals of both the Euro and Copa. I just want to bring up because it just kind of broke in the last couple hours. Griezmann's actually open to leaving Barca. How do you feel about that? Mm, I don't know if I blame him. Um, I think. I don't know. I maybe he's gotten word that like their main focus right now is getting messy, and maybe it he's had kind of a weird role since he's been there. Like, he hasn't really been the Griezmann that we've seen in the past at Barcelona, at least in my from what I've seen. Um, I mean, they just signed Depay, they just uh, signed Aguero. Like he probably is starting to feel like maybe they're kind of trying to push him out so he's mm-hmm. probably like okay cool like i mean if your guys focus is on getting messy like go get messy like if you're not gonna you know put in the effort to try to like make me a guy you're signing all those other guys like cool i can go other places where i'll be more wanted that kind of thing yeah um so i i, I think it might be a good move i, I just i don't really think he, i'm not sure he like fits at Barcelona. Either. like i just don't think like at least with their current team i don't think he really fits so um, I, I could be wrong. I don't, but from what I've seen, I haven't really seen a whole lot out of him there. He always just felt like because he really forced the move. He really wanted to, you know, take that next step um, when he wanted to go to Barca. It always felt like to me like it was a name that they were just trying to like, you know, jam the jam the piece into the puzzle kind of situation where it's like, oh, he's such a great player. We'll make it work. But he's never felt like he's truly fit. Like they always feel like they feel like he's always out of position. Or he's playing in a a style that's not comfortable for him. He just never really. I don't. I feel like he's never really truly gotten a chance to be successful at Barcelona. 
I mean, yeah. Or they're like, you know, but it's like it's a messy show. You got to live with it, you know, kind of world. That's, I mean, that's how it is. But I know Barca's really trying to lower the wage uh, bill right now. And yeah. they need to desperately because of their debt. So that would be a good way to do it. And also, you can get some good money, maybe invest in some young players. I think they're um, trying to, I think they're trying to get rid of them, TT, too. I saw. I saw one report that they have like 17 players they're willing to take bids on. Yeah. Like, they I are would too. I mean, the depth they have, a lot of their guys that don't play for them could start for a lot of other teams. So if you can get rid of those players and create room for Messi, like you might as well. Yeah, but you kind of need that depth. But I mean, Dude, they have such a good youth program. They'll be fine. Well, if you want to win anything with Messi still there. But I mean, I guess you got to look to the future. Yeah. I honestly would consider letting – I would let Messi walk if I was running Barca because that's – that's. I just lowered the wage bill. That probably just saved you. Yeah. And let him walk and just rebuild. Like, And I know yeah. they can't do that because they'd probably all be dead by the time that the rebuild just started, like year one. Yeah. Like they get like fifth place and, you know, they'd all be on pikes. Yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> like, so – I'm. It's just it, – it, Messi's just like he is Barcelona. Like for the past, no, I get that, but all good things have to come to an end. And I feel like it would be perfect for him. He he can go out there, get a new challenge before he gets you know too old, and he's like an MLS retirement play, you know, type of guy. I get it, but I I feel like that's been like that would be like the Yankees just being like, "Mm, all right, Derek Jeter, you can go. Like that would just never happen. Yeah, but Derek Jeter also didn't cripple them into debt. I understand it's a different situation, but like, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see what happens. I, I think it's hard for anybody to really say what's going to happen because it's such a complex situation. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but also, also, Akimi just signed with PSG. They are going crazy this restaurant window. They're going all out, man. Champions League bound. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe they'll make it out to the uh, to the round of eight. Also, I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that Donnarumma transferred to PSG for free. Yeah, what in the There's world that... was Milan doing? Uh, I heard rumors. <laughs> I heard rumors that they were trying to sell him to Juventus, um, but his wages were so high, like no one wanted to take him. Bro, he's. He's a borderline top five keeper in the world. He's 22. You cannot just let that man walk. No, I agree. But the problem is his wages were so high and all the big clubs already had keepers at the time. And none of the, you know, the, not that second tier were not like, yeah, I'm not going to spend half, you know, 10% of my, you know, wage bill on a keeper. Like that doesn't make sense. There was no options really. So they just kind of let it go down and they thought they could, you know, they knew they were going to lose them. And it's like, it's kind of like at the point where it's like, just let them go. Yeah. Maybe they'll be able to somehow finesse Kaler out of PSG. I don't know. Probably get him. This guy on the sound is playing without a number on his jersey. He's probably a fan just walked onto the field. (laughs) That would be crazy. Like that one video where that guy runs on the field. He's an absolute banger. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. I don't even know where that's from, but it does that does put a smile on my face every time I see it. Um, I guess now we'll go into kind of recapping uh the quarterfinals. Oh wait, did you see the reverse of that happened after Italy won? 
uh, cheerleading was like celebrating with the fans and he tried to walk away and the security guard like stopped him was like no you can't go no I, yeah like, i know exactly Bro, I'm cheerleading. i can do whatever i want that was hilarious um i know exactly yeah i saw that video uh so quarterfinals we'll kind of go quickly to the court for quarterfinals since it's been a while since it happened maybe mention actually we'll do keep it under a sentence you get one sentence to talk about the quarterfinals holy crap what was the quarterfinals yeah, I'll, I'll recap it. Don't worry. Spain went beating uh, Switzerland uh, in penalties three to one. Give me your thoughts. Quick recap. Weak red card. I agree. Weak red card, and uh, no one knew how to take a PK. Yeah, absolutely atrocious penalties. Yeah. All right, moving on. Then that was a good little quick recap. Uh, Italy, Belgium. Italy won two to one. Um. I don't. Uh, it was. Just, I, I don't. I don't know. I like. I, I honestly. I didn't. Know is injury. That's all you have to say. That was yeah. I didn't want to know any of these games. That was what we talked about last time. I was. I know. De Bruyne is injury. Well, that's all I would like, say. Like just say De Bruyne is injury. Like he, him being injured changed that game. Reason why Italy won. If he's hundred okay. percent healthy, I I don't know if Italy's in the final. But that's, that's just fair. my take. It, it, he just. <laughs> It was just hard to watch because he was just so – you know when a guy's just not 100% you can just tell? Yeah. It's just kind of heartbreaking because you know he's giving it his all. And yeah. He probably shouldn't be out there. That That's the vibe I got. And it was just like I, mistake after mistake. And I have my sentence recap. Imagine your number one team not being in the finals. Couldn't be me. Ooh, harsh. <laughs> also, that one kid's really fast. What was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts with the, isn't it like it starts with the D? Yeah, I already forgot. It's like a month. It feels like Duku, Duku, Duku. Yeah. Somehow, Spinazzola and some random guy for Hungary are tied for the fastest time and the fastest speed recorded the time far. Well, maybe he was hungry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, terrible joke. Okay, uh, next one we have is. Denmark two, Czech Republic one. What were your thoughts on this game? Didn't watch it. Good talk. Good talk. Um, this game was probably the most boring of all, and Denmark won it in the first five minutes. That's all I have to really say. England won four nothing against Ukraine. What were your thoughts? Kane finally figured out how to score. There you go. Can't figure out a score. England dominated. Got the 4-0 win uh, in Rome. So that was your quick recap of the quarterfinals. Really now let's talk about – yeah, you went all out. I appreciate it. Now let's talk about the semifinals. So semifinals, we had Italy winning yesterday um, 4-2 in PKs. What were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I already basically talked about it. Um I, I just thought it was a disappointing performance. Like it was, it was the worst they played all tournament. It was the worst they played in a long, long time, even going back to before the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're what? What is it now? Thirty-three game win streak. This is probably the worst they've played against like an actually decent team. Yeah. Um, but I think that has. I, I think that's not on the player. I think that was a lot on the coaching. Um, so other than that, and and also like the fact that Pedri, I. I don't know if he continued it throughout the course of the entire game, but heading into extra time, he had not missed a single pass. Everything he had 100% pass completion going into extra time. 
as an 18 year old. That is just unreal. Yeah. The dude's a monster. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, it was to me, it was like I said earlier, it, it was kind of a boring game for long stretches. I mean, the PKs were exciting. It came down to the wire. You thought, you know, everyone, I mean, I thought Spain had a chance and then, um, they really just choked it away. They did terrible. Honestly, it goes to my take that I, I'm, I'm honestly a firm believer now seeing this, you know, I feel like it's a huge disadvantage in a tournament like this when you've when it's your second time doing PKs. I always feel like the team that's doing it for the first time is having an advantage. Is that weird oh, to think? Also, what were your thoughts on – no, that's not weird to think. What are your thoughts on – Luis Enrique allowing the team to decide who takes the penalties. I thought that was the dumbest decision of my life. Thank you for reminding me because I totally forgot this. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard out of the coach's mouth. I'm just going to let the play- – I mean, I know you want to be a good coach, a player's coach, let the players kind of have some decisions. We're talking about a Euro semifinal, like a chance to go to the final. And you're like, you know what, guys, kumbaya, let y'all decide. Y'all have fun, you know, pay- play patty cake, you know, draw straws. I don't care. No, make yeah. a decision. Get the right guys in the right spots. You're the coach. That's what they pay you to do. Put the right guys in the right position and let them succeed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was cool with it until Murata was one of the players. You could, you should just let everybody decide who wanted to take the penalties. But then once you saw Murata raise his hand, you should have just been like, no, you're not taking one. Sub somebody else in. I understand he scored the goal to tie the game, but – Everybody in the world knew Murado was going to miss that penalty, especially since he scored. There was no chance he made the penalty, too. Dude, he knew he was going to miss the penalty. I yeah. I was watching the game with someone. I won't, I won't say who, but I was watching the game, and I looked to him, and I go, they missed. It's over. Like, his, in his eyes, he was not going to hit that penalty. It was over. He mentally was not ready to take that. I don't know why the coach would allow that to happen. That It baffles me. Like my favorite comment was one of the announcers said something along the lines is oh, about uh, Simone, uh, the keeper. He says, uh, maybe, he, you know, hopefully he has, you know, more intel or maybe he does is like his manager and just kind of is just going to go, you know, <laughs> kind of. Well, you know, I don't remember the exact comment, but I was like, this is stupid. Like you got to prepare for these things. You got to be prepared. Any intel you have, you got to go for and put the right guys out there. Yeah. It- Speaking of Simone, I'm shocked at how poorly he played this tournament because I've watched him play, and the dude is a monster. But every single game, he looked like he didn't belong out there. Like, he looked like – I think it's because he's so young and he's so, like, new to this stage that he just wasn't ready for it. I think – I think they time, put him into a situation where he's not comfortable. I think he's a really good keeper who makes really good saves. I think his run weakness is, I think, is with his feet – and, and his the way decision making is atrocious. Like, that's exactly where I go. Like they put him in a they made him play more of a sweeper keeper in this last game, for sure. Right? I mean, they put the high line, they made him come off his line. And I don't think he's comfortable with that. I think he's more the type of guy who's like, just let him come and let him shoot. Bro, he plays um, an athletic Bill Bow. He just stands in goal and saves 20 shots a game. It's just yes, but they're gonna like, they're gonna play a very they usually play a line that you know uh they're usually drop back. They're taking on pressure, and he's taking on shots. He's not forced to be like you know Neuer, like Neuer at times, yeah. where he's sitting like on the twenty five yard, the twenty five yards, you know, you know down the field, waiting for someone to kick the ball over so he can go run um, after him. 
he just it was a situation where I feel like he wasn't comfortable with the game plan, but it's like they're not gonna sub out a keeper who's been playing so well. Yeah, and I I, I think he's good at penalties, but it's just like I think come World Cup he'll be one of the top keepers, but it's just he looked like he wasn't comfortable at all, which is fair. I mean, he's only well. I mean, when you know one you, major tournament, you have guys miss too. Yeah, you know, bro, Donnarumma is so good and so big. The so man massive. is scary. Yeah, I mean, not that there's any excuse to miss, but like he's like, yeah, he's huge. And they showed him in the goal. I was like, holy cow, he takes the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, look, I mean, when you look at the PK shootout, they got the miss early on, right? They got the first miss. And then, you know, you're thinking as a keeper, you're like, okay, cool, we got the miss. Now, we'll, you know, if we hit this, we have the lead. And we're sitting in a good spot. What do we do? We don't even hit the freaking target. We hit it. We send it over. We don't even get it close. We send it to the Italian stands, the fans in the background. Like, what are we doing? You got to – it's a PK shootout. Put the dang thing on target. <laughs> that that might be the worst part too. Is it was like they didn't. They said not only did Enrique let the team decide who's going to take penalties, they didn't even practice penalties. Which like I understand you're a professional soccer player, like you should not take a penalty, but like you didn't even practice them like twice. It was bad. Oh, it was bad. There's another PK shootout I'm ready to talk about when we go over to the coach. dude. That was freaking crazy. But yeah, but uh, we're not there yet. But that was a good. Incredible goalkeeper performance. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Whatever. Good good uh, display of passing there. That's <laughs> my take on it. Uh, the next one we had, the other semifinal, was England versus Denmark. Uh, England winning the game 2-1. to one. What are your thoughts? Um, I think Denmark was just gassed. I, I think, like, come the last – after about like the 60 minute mark, you could tell like they they just weren't gonna win the game and right in time. If they were gonna win, it was gonna be in penalties. They were just gassed. And I, I think it was pretty clear to everybody that they, they yeah, like it, they just really didn't stand a chance at scoring. I um I think, well, again, I'll go back to what I said in the last one. I'm still not this might sound dumb. I'm still not convinced Southgate is a good coach. I think he is benefiting a lot from two center backs playing the best they've ever played in their entire life and a keeper who's playing out of his mind and then having, like, all of the best outside backs in the world on one team. And, like, two incredible, like, CDMs. I still understand how after performance Grealish has had, you don't start him. He played, like, what, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah. And then it, switched them out. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. Um, I mean, everybody was like, oh, Saka's been so good. He has it. I, I understand he passed the ball across the box and the Denmark guy kicked it in. Like, okay, cool. But, like, Grealish has doubled the assist that Saka has in probably less than half the minutes. Well, okay, I feel like – I will say Saka played well today. I think he would have came off if they were down one nothing at halftime, if, this, if the, the goal did not go in. Okay. I think they would have made the sub. But since he basically, you know, helped put them ahead or tie the game up, I think uh, Southgate decided I'm going to keep the team going, see what we do. We got, we gave up, you know, we gave up. It was an amazing free kick. That's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude hit 
absolutely worldly. Got it open over the wall, bent it right around, uh, outstretched hands of Pickford. Just an amazing goal. I actually think, I actually think Denmark's gonna be really good in the next couple of years because all of their players who showed up at this tournament are very young. I don't know how I don't know how young Christensen and uh, Delaney are, like their best players. And like obviously Schmeichel has been keeper of the tournament, in my opinion. And he's not young, but like he's a goalie, so he doesn't have to be super young. But like Damsgaard, uh, the dude, the Dole Bear, um, like they're just not I think a very old team. The World Cup, this upcoming World Cup, might be their peak. That's probably fair. As a team, I don't know how if they'll go as far as the Simians because that'll be tough to do. Um, but I think that'll be their peak because then you probably lose Mike will go down if Erickson ever plays again. Yeah, uh, he'll you know get older. So I yeah. think, and then you know they have, they, I mean they have some young pieces, but I feel like I don't know that you know you lose a really good goalkeeper. I don't yeah. know what they have coming up, but I feel like the, this World Cup might be their last kind of peak but we'll see you never know in the world game you know there could be some freaking 12 year old guy who's the next (laughs) lean all messy just sitting around in some you know small danish town ready to be discovered so also um i this goes back to the rant i had about ronaldo from like a few uh episodes ago i don't understand how harry kane won man of the match he, he did not play well. Bro, he did not play well. All no, I agree. He scored the goal, though. That's how it works. I, Bro, I, he missed the goal. He missed so many opportunities. And then – No, I agree. But he scored had, like, the goal. Air. Like, that's just – that's just how it works. He scored the ga- – he sent the – he scored the goal that went to – sent the team to the final. He's going to get man of the match. I get it. Just that's – Like, it, it'd be like this. It'd be like in basketball – Someone goes 0 for 20 and then hits the game winner, even if even if the game winner, you know, was a goaltend. Bro, they, they're <laughs> not gonna win. They're not gonna win MVP. But still, I mean, I mean, I get it. The finals I, MVP, but still, like, everyone's going to talk about them yeah, as sure. the hero. Yeah, I mean, I, I get. I mean, they're still gonna that praise. I mean, it doesn't matter. At the end yeah, of the day, it doesn't it's matter. A, it's a stupid all. award um, just so they can interview somebody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's another reason they shouldn't give it to Harry Kane. Nobody understands him anyway. Give it to somebody who actually speaks English. Um, what What did you think of Schmeichel's performance? I mean, I, I think it's pretty solid. Like he, I mean, he went I crazy. Think, I think he's, he's a, stuck. a top five keeper in the world, and it's been that for a long time. Yeah, he's, he's cool. I mean, he's good. Like, I mean, his dad's good. It, they might be. I mean, it might be the one yeah. of the best. It might be the best father son duo of all time. Until Tiago Messi, but yeah. Okay, fair um, boy. <laughs> um, also, when uh, I watched, there was one in particular where Kyle Walker spread it across like half the field to save a goal. It was ridiculous. Like they played a ball over the top late in extra time, and the guy had beat the center back, and then Kyle Walker just came out of nowhere and won the ball away. It was unreal. Yeah, he's a speed I, demon. I think a point that I have – that I've been thinking about for England that I keep forgetting to make is the amount of players on this team that would not have played if this team would not be on the roster if this tournament was last year. Luke yeah. Shaw would be on the roster. John Stones would be on the roster. Calvin Phillips would be on the roster. Saka, Mount. Declan Nice probably would be. I think he would. I mean, he's been playing with them for a while, but he would have been – he pro- he would not have been starting. Right. 
it's just crazy to think about. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of teams though. You give a year, year development changes everything, you know? Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I guess it's just, yeah. It, I mean, who knows? I mean, it changed everything. Yeah. I mean, they, it's hard to say, but it's not like England was terrible. They got to the semis in 2018. So. Oh, no, yeah, I, I know. It's just crazy like, looking at their starting lineup, like how many yeah. players have really come into their own over this last year. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they finally – they're clicking at the right time. Um, we'll see. But they knocked out your dark horse and team of destiny, so. They were a dark horse and a team of destiny, so I'll take it. We'll see how the final goes. So, I guess we'll move on to the final preview. Yeah. All right, finals preview. We have Italy versus England. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm. I think Southgate's going to try to do something freaky with the lineup. I think he's going to do something really no, weird. I think I this do, is, he's going to go with five in the back. I think he did something really freaky against Germany too. Like I think. I think he's going to do something weird, and it's either going to work out really well or it's going to backfire extremely. I, he, with teams like Italy, teams that he's teams that he's afraid can dominate the ball with us, which I'm interested when he goes with Italy, especially the way Italy played in the semis. I feel like Italy's a team you take to, and then you just rely on your back four and goalkeeper just to keep doing, you know, just be ready for the counterattack and hope that Kyle Walker can catch some guys. Um I would go four in the back because it just I just like how it does our attack, and I feel like you just need to bring it to Italy. Um, but I feel knowing the way he plays and how he's very defensive as a coach, they're going to bring out the five in the back. Um, Start like 17 outside backs. So they'll get Trippier out, out there. Um, get him out there, slide Kyle to more of a center back – to a center back role. And basically take uh, basically take off uh, soccer. So I think that's what they're gonna do. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I think I think it's gonna be an incredible game, which is probably like obvious thing to say, but like I don't I don't really have any like thoughts as to like I mean, what I think is gonna happen because Italy played so poorly against uh, Spain. I just don't know. I think this game is going to come down to. I think the pressure is now on England after the yeah. semifinal win. Because in the semis, it was kind of like get the monkey off your back. And now that they've kind of got it, I feel like it works against them now because I feel like the whole nation has hope. Everyone's cheering like we've already won the thing. So I think they're going to have pressure. We're at Wembley. So I know this isn't a bold take, but I think whoever scores first is going to win this time, the game. I think the thing that concerns me most about England is that none of these players have ever played and aside from Mason Mount, none of these players have ever played in a game as big as this one. Like the um, amount of like the amount of big games that like Cialini and Bonucci alone have played in um, is crazy. So like they know what to do going into this game and they know how to like get their team rallied and that kind of thing. I guess I guess City's played in their fair share of Kane's game, played like, in the Champions League final. And he lost. City's played in the final. And they lost. Yeah, they lost, but they know, they've been there. They know what it's like. I mean, just because I, you've lost doesn't mean 
That's that's fair. I just I'm just saying like the team is so they were in a World Cup like semifinal. Like they they've been in big stages. I know they've lost, but they they've been there. You know. I mean, I, I that's don't like know, Anthony, I don't, what that's like that's like the reverse of your argument with LeBron. But anyway, no, that's what I'm saying. I, no, but, I, what, I but what I'm saying is they've been there. They know what his experience. I know, I know they haven't gotten over the hump, but like it's not like it's 23 guys that are like wide-eyed 19 year old kids that are like oh my god we have fans we're playing in a big competition people expect us to win no they they have guys who've done it before i'm not worried in on that front especially when you're talking about italy these guys didn't they they didn't even play in the world cup in 2018 so i mean using that argument's kind of (laughs) it's like oh they don't know they don't know big competitions well these guys have never this is their first major tournament for most of these italian players I guess. It's their first major competition since 2016. So Yeah, I guess that's fair. So, I mean, I don't really take that take. These are the best two teams this tournament. They've been playing the best football. Hopefully it's a great game. Um, it should be a great game. I think if you're England, my one fear is they might sit back. I think you got to take it to Italy the way Spain did and really challenge that back four. Really put pressure on them. Yeah. And just trust that your back four is better than Spain and you just don't give up that contact. If you can do that and dominate the game, I say you take it to them, I think England will win. My fear is what England's going to do is Southgate is going to go with the back five. He's going to play defensive. He's going to let Italy attack us. And we're going to try to play for the counter. And I think that's going to cost us. So I, I guess – my thing is for this game, and I guess my great just terrible analysis. Whoever takes control of the game, whoever wants to dominate possession, I, I believe will win this. The team that sits sits back will will choke, especially yeah, if it's probably because the pressure's on when you you're not defending for ninety minutes. But Italy better score first because all I know is if you let England get that one nothing lead, then you're gonna have people who've had a you know, it's a few too many pipes going crazy for God, how knows long, how, how long it's going to be tough yeah. for Italy. Um, my one fear though, is I hope England doesn't score in the first five minutes, like we did in the semis in the world cup <laughs> and then defend, defend, try to defend for 85 minutes. God, that was the dumbest decision. I hopefully Southgate's learned from that mistake. Cause I think that I was, so. I think that was a huge mistake on his part. He, you know, just to think, you don't play defensive when you've scored in the first five minutes. You got to take it to a team. Yeah. The only time Especially I say a team you, like Italy. Yeah. When you're playing, against, when you're in the freaking more. semifinals or final, you you don't sit back after five minutes. You got to go. Um, teams are too good. Uh, anything else yeah. you got on this game? A prediction? Mm-hmm. I've got Italy. I just don't know if it's going to be. And regulation time and penalties and extra time and my four goals. Like, I have no idea. All right. I'm going to do England, of course. Um, 2 1 with my shockers, and I'm calling it Sterling's going to hit the game winner and get literally carried after all the trash, after all the hate he's gotten from the media. He's going to get carried off, you know, uh, on the field on everyone's shoulders uh, as the hero of England. A little boy from Jamaica bringing us international glory. 
that would be that'd be interesting. So that's what I'm gonna go with. That's my that's my it's my vision uh, for this game. Um, with that being said, switch up to Copa. Yeah. I'm All right, we'll keep it quick, just like the last one for the quarterfinals, because it's been a while since this happened, and then we'll kind of talk in depth on the semifinals. You good with that? Yeah. All right. All right. Bro, I don't even – Colombia and Ecuador drew 0-0. That was the group stage. And Peru-Paraguay drew drew 3-3. Huh? Oh, you don't know this? Oh, the quarterfinals? Yeah. Yeah, so – um. Peru, uh, it was three three, and then it went to pens, and Peru won four to three. One sentence. What were you? What would you say? Uh, that red card is the red card for Peru is the reason they lost against Brazil. That was their best player. That guy. If you look at the stats, he's third in match rating behind only Messi and Neymar throughout the entire tournament. No, so him being out, him being out against Brazil, probably didn't lose them the game, but it was. Very, very key to watch. Oh, it's huge, especially because we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But, yeah, Brazil um, did not play that great. Yeah. But whatever. They they won. They got through the penalties. Um, it was great for Peru. I bet on them, so I was happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was a little scared when they gave up the goal late, but they got through. So, good for them. Getting to the semis is no joke for them. The next game was Brazil winning one to nothing over Chile um, with the, what I would say, greatest tackle in history. Good Lord, that was criminal. I'm like honestly pretty surprised he didn't get suspended more than one game. Like, I don't know if that's how it works in soccer, but like, that man could have died. The only time I've seen like a multiple or other than like, was he done? No, not Zidane, uh recently, I was going to say, is Lu, uh, Suarez for the biting incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got six months for that. Yeah. Probably, I mean, probably fair. Yeah. This was more dangerous than what Suarez did, though. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it was more of a soccer move. Like, at least. I, I mean, they probably like, plays. They probably played Brazil. Like, so. I mean, he was like, if you look at the film, like he's looking up at the ball. He's not looking at the man. It, it was stupid, uh, stupid foul. Yeah, I get, yeah. Uh, honest red, red right away. But it wasn't like he was. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I get it. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, but that probably plays in Brazil. It's probably clean, like no foul in Brazil league. <laughs> Okay, but Brazil wins one nothing, knocking out Chile. We kind of all predicted that. Um, this tournament really went wild, like the way we predicted. Like there wasn't really any I can, surprises. I can tell you, I've yet to watch. Like I think I think I don't think I've seen a minute of this tournament. Really? I don't think so. I watched the highlights for a lot of the games, but I don't. Oh, you watch haven't watched any like full game live? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I've been watching it from. I've been watching the big been, games. Okay. I've been watching, like, they're always, they're at night, so it's always, like, either basketball or hockey on. And I've been watching those instead of watching Peru versus Bolivia. Like, sorry. Like I said, I've only been watching the big, the big games. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That. I'm not going to stop that for another game. But uh, you got Uruguay versus Colombia. Went to PKs. Colombia would win 4-2. to two. Sounds thrilling. Yeah, it was, it was just yeah. a... It was just honestly just a battle. They just fought each other, so, basically. 
for whatever reason, they, they still they're still playing extra time, right? Like they still play extra time. They just no. They actually don't. They literally just go straight to PKs. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty that's sure. What I thought because I was watching highlights and it was like 90th minute, and then it was like penalties. Yeah, they just go to they they just I go straight was, to penalties. That's how they're doing it. In what world is that? How? Except for the final, rules. the final they will play extra time. They just make their own rules. I mean, cool. Well, I mean, that's kind of how every league works. I guess. <laughs> they. I think it's because it's the, the schedule so congested. They wanted to not play yeah. extra time. That makes sense. Um, which whatever, it's their tournament. But yeah, uh, Uruguay studs came to play. I mean, Cavani and Suarez are the only two to score. <laughs> so just about to say that. Other than that, Colombia moved on. Good for them. Uh, the next one we had was probably one of the biggest mismatches ever. Uh, Argentina versus Ecuador. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, I just want to say something before I let you talk. Messi's free kick. That's all I got to say. Bro, Messi's so freaking good. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And- if Messi doesn't play well, Argentina. Yeah. Oh no, no. That's just it. He has no. Craig, you're doing the Wi-Fi bad thing. You're getting spotty on me, buddy. I think I'm good. No. Are you good now? I'm back, right? Can you hear me or no? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay cool. Turn off your uh, yeah, camera. Good. Just talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see if that works. Okay. Uh, keep going. I don't, I don't think I had anything else to say. I guess. Oh, I, okay, I think cool. I was well, that was a good... Messi's just really good. Yeah, Messi's good. He won the game. Uh, the next game we had well, was the semifinals. Brazil beat Peru one to nothing. Uh, honestly, dominated the game. Fifteen shot, uh, eight shots on target to Peru's two. Fifty-six possession of forty-four. Peru honestly had really no chance. Bruce just so freaking bad at defense, dude. Like, it's crazy. Their goalkeeper played out of his mind. But, like, they're just so bad at defending. Even, like, Brazil's goal, it was, like, a cool highlight or whatever by Neymar, but he literally was, like, fumbling with the ball. It wasn't, like, silky smooth or anything like that. He was fumbling around with the ball and then, like, touched it forward and it happened to go through the guy's legs, like, off of a deflection, and then he yeah. passed across the goal. It was a great pass, great finish, but, like, mm-hmm. Bruce's defense is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, they got about as far as they could have hoped. But that's, I think it's just like everybody in South America, other than Brazil, they just don't play defense. Yeah, we'll see how they do in the third place game. Also, it was interesting that Brazil started Ederson for this match. Or has he played? Because I know last we talked about it, they were starting Alisson, and now they started Ederson. Oh, yeah, they did. So I don't know who they're going to start for the final. Probably Ederson, I guess, but I don't know. I have no idea what they were thinking. Um, I mean, Ederson started in the quarters, too. I forgot about that. So, like, they oh, didn't play him in the group that. stage. I don't know when they why they 
I, I haven't been following that closely why they made the switch. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Both those guys are good. They kind of it's crazy that you have like probably two of the best. At least two top five goalies, if not two like top three goalies in the world on the same team. Oh yeah. I mean it doesn't matter who they play. It doesn't. They're so good. They're just different levels. Um, then the next one we have, probably the one we'll talk more about, um, Argentina winning on uh, PKs 3-2 to two versus Colombia. So my biggest takeaway is that after we talked about it, we were trying to figure out who the goalie was, and he's a monster. I, th- I, think, I think he plays – he is the Aston Villa goalie. So, do you want to hear the story yeah. behind it? Sure. He was at Arsenal. Oh, that's right. Arsenal got rid of him to let what's his name? Uh, what's it? Starts with L. You know, or why like, I know, yeah. The, the German guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, he wants out, which is unrelated, but he wants out yeah, of Arsenal. They got rid of um, Martinez. Is that his last yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Martinez. They got rid of him, sent him, shipped him off to Aston Villa, and now he's playing like a monster. So, I don't know. That was probably a really terrible decision on their part. Dude was yeah. – dude won on the he's game. Like one of the, bro, it was so funny. He was talking so much – mess to Colombia while they were doing penalties. Like, I've never seen a goalie talk that much crap. Yeah. I was saying, like, penalty, he was like, Craig, you're doing the thing again, buddy. Gosh, your Wi-Fi is terrible. You got to get new Wi-Fi, my friend. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, kind of keep going until you learn how to be here. Um, I would say I know that where you're going, but you're so. Oh. What's up? It didn't even say my. No, I didn't say anything. Can you hear me though? Oh. Uh, yeah, I can. I heard you for a second. Um, basically, I was just wrapping up that. Yeah, he was a monster. The way he was chalking trash, like you were saying. Um, and just really commanding the game as a, as a goalie was fun to watch. And there's really gotten to all the heads, the Colombians, and they were, they were mad. I mean, uh, who scored the guy who scored it and then started dancing. That was hilarious right in front of them. Um, they were big mad. Uh, Columbia was very uh, mad because bad um, during that whole PK shootout. Um, but that was a good game. Messi got to another final. And that brings up, the last thing we're going to talk about, which is the actual Copa final. Uh, you have Argentina versus Brazil. Who do you have, Craig? If you can talk. Here, I think – here, I'll do this. I'll call you, and you can talk on the phone. How's that sound? I'm going to call you. Uh, yeah, you're you're it's a no go on this side, dude. Call you. 
Tom Craig. I just see I Mute yourself on your side though before you talk. Okay. There you go. Okay, now go. Um, I think it, it makes like the easiest thing to say is Brazil because they're so much better all around, but I'm going Argentina. Messi's gonna do it. Finally. He's gonna do it. Man's been having an unreal tournament. I think he scores probably two goals, maybe assists one. I think that I I think they win. Without penalties. I think they win in like Uh-huh. Did you get that? I got yeah, I pretty much got all of it. I didn't get that last sentence. Uh, I just said I think Argentina wins in regulation. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, cool. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. I, I agree. I think Argentina can uh, can win this in regulation, but I, I really have a feeling. I, I kind of want I want Messi to get one just so we can get that international tournament so people can stop using that as an excuse. Um, you mean his third international tournament? I only count – don't shut up. It was U, U-20 World Cup. doesn't. Okay, first senior – International trophy. That doesn't count. That's under 17s. I'm almost positive with the Olympics. Yeah, but that's the under, that's U20 uh, threes. Dude, that's 21, that's but he doesn't have a senior trophy. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Basically, I want to get his first senior trophy. I thought you'd be on my side. I'm with you on this. Um, however, though, I think Brazil's the better team. Um, if Messi has one of his Messi games and plays a 10 out of 10, they can win. I think if he doesn't play a 10 out of 10, I think Brazil wins. And I, that's just how – I just think that's how it is. If Messi doesn't give it his all, score a goal, get an assist – um, I think Brazil wins. I just think they're the better team, top to bottom. Um, if you're making a best 11, I think most of the players are going to be from Brazil. Yeah, I don't know. I know he won the Olympics, but the Olympics is a U23 competition. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So that's an age, he was under 23. I guess it makes sense. No, no, no. So how the Olympics goes is it's under 23 competition, but you can play. You can get one or two people that are over 25 to play. So I think he was like their captain, and then they brought him. But he, he probably – he could have still been under 23. I don't remember. But, yeah. So it's not a it's yeah. not a senior trophy. That makes sense. Okay. I get yeah. it. All right. Um. Other than that, that's the final. So you you got Argentina. I'm gonna lean just say Brazil. Um, Messi, has, but we'll see. I, I kind of want, I want Messi to get it done, but I, I think Brazil's the better team, and they're gonna get the win. But we'll see. Maybe uh, Messi can get the job done. Yeah. Oh. Um, also, starting this weekend. We have the excitement of the Gold Cup where the USA. Exactly. I know. We can. Uh, next week will be our Gold Cup preview. Really? I don't even want to talk about the Gold Cup. The USA literally put like traffic cones on the roster. We're talking about the Gold Cup. We at least have to mention it. 
do you know do you know why they didn't bring a single good player? Like I don't I don't Um they wanted to give a lot of their a lot of their guys rest. Screw rest. I'm not trying to let Mexico win the freaking gold cup. I mean we'll see. We we have there's some talent. We can go through the roster. Not. No, shut it's up. Not talent. There is. There is some talent there. Bro, I don't think you understand how insufferable it will be if Mexico makes the wins the finals. If Alejandro Moreno talking about freaking Mexico winning the gold cup finals is it's so insufferable. I could not I can't even imagine I'm deal with that. Jamaica could still win it. Yeah, okay. Dude, but, Jamaica's gonna have Mikel Antonio. I do recommend watching. Um, I do make sure you watch the Mexico versus El Salvador game because I will be a ball boy. Oh really? Yeah. Wait for real? Yeah. And then I'm also I'm wearing the uh, center banner, and then I'm staying to work as a ball boy. There you go. And um, I was going to tell you, I might have an extra ticket to the quarterfinal that the USA will be playing in, assuming we don't. Screw, screw ourselves in the group stage because I'm working I'm like volunteering before the game to work something that I don't even know about carpet or something uh-huh. um, so I get two free tickets but I'm not wearing a ball so I'll be in the crowd for that one but I already offered it to Brady but if my mom says he can't go then if you want to come up you can go to the game oh that's a bet it's not until like July 25th or something so wait near like Brady then I'll let you know Sounds good, dude. Actually, it's both his final games. It's AT&T. Yeah. I don't know which ones. I don't know who, I don't know who will be playing, but it's one of them is the one that the U.S. will be playing in. All right. Dude, that, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> Watch some Cold Cup action. I, 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 the last international game I was at was the one uh, where U.S. played Argentina that we yeah. went to. Yeah. Back in sick. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So would be exciting to go back. I want to go to the semifinal. Um, I might go if the US make it. The one in Houston if it's the US. But I don't remember who's gonna Yeah. It'll probably be Mexico. They'll probably give Mexico the Houston one. <laughs> but whatever. I'm not paying a hundred dollars uh, to watch Mexico play. Oh, so as long as as long as the USA either wins or it gets second in their group. Then they'll be playing in one of the two quarterfinal matchups in Arlington. Gotcha. They, there's no way they get third. Bro, we make the Olympics. I have no hope. Yeah, but the Olympics is a U23 competition. You know how many good players? All of our best players are under 23. But none of them played in qualifying because they were playing with the senior team. To pick a lineup whenever you want. No, none of our so you can pick the I mean you can pick the lineup whenever you want, but they were doing I don't remember what they were playing like during the qual during the qualification, we had a qualification team, which was basically like our B team for U23s, and then we had our men's senior team playing in I think they were playing friendlies, but whatever. They ended up not playing in the qualifying match for whatever yeah. reason. No, that's what I'm saying. They chose to play all of our good players in an international friendly instead of playing in our last well. I'm struggling in the last Olympics qualifying match. I, I don't make the decisions, but whatever. It's just it's the Olympics. Who cares? I do. Okay. All right. I don't. 
I'd rather win. Every, every women's soccer fan cares about the Olympics, apparently. Uh, who cares? It's just another competition. If it's not FIFA, I don't care. Like it's it's the Olympics. Like no one truly cares at the end of the day. On a soccer's point, from a soccer perspective, it doesn't matter. Especially on the men's side, it's U twenty three competition. It's a glorified friendly. <laughs> it's glorified friendlies. That's all it is. Um, I guess I'll get your lock of the week. Gosh. Uh, Mr. Ball Boy. I don't even know what the Gold Cup fixtures are. I was just to pick one of those. But uh, my lock of the week will be at least one goal and one assist from Messi. All right. That's your lock of the week. My lock of the week is it's coming home. England's going to get the job done. Win it all. I'm just going to speak it into existence so it happens. We're winning the Euro. It's coming home. 60 years of hurt is over. And we will see you. Anything else you want to say, Craig, before I end the show? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, with that being said, that is our show. It's coming home. Good luck, England. Hopefully the next time I see you, I am still celebrating. Other than that, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And enjoy these championship games. Adios.